previously on Quest Friends Forever. Well, one of the things about our festival here in town is that the act of giving back and sharing really spreads the harvest type spirit and praises the over god of feast. All the gifts, they're gone. Behind him comes an elderly human woman with a fancy looking cane with an ivory handle. I fear about paying an adequate tribute to the Overgod of Feast if we postpone it too long. It's supposed to happen today. It's harvestide. It must happen today. Do you see a nicely painted wooden sign up ahead that marks the entrance to the Remedy Community Resting Grounds? The ground where the grave should be slowly slides open to the left and the right, revealing it was a trap door. You finally reach the Bone Zone. And indeed, you recognize six of the chests from the Remedy Harvestide Festival. You get back on the horses, and you return to Remedy with a few minutes to spare before midnight. We did it! Give us our money! We're back! You see that all of the festival decorations and scenery are still in place, but there are no people on the streets. There are no signs of struggle. Every living thing in Remedy is just gone. So... You're all standing in the doorway of Maple's house. The door has been kicked in, but there are still no people. There is no one anywhere in Remedy. Val goes into the entryway one by one of every single room, stops, and then slightly tilts to the left as if to peek around the corner and shouts, Hello. And then pauses, and then nothing. And then, so Val then runs to the next entryway, to the next room, pauses, leans slightly to the side, and... (laughs) Hello waits nothing and just repeats this over and over again until the entire house is covered so you check the living room you check the kitchen and you check two bedrooms and there are no answers in any of the rooms and then once that's done i come back to where the rest of the group is and then just says oh my goodness (laughs) (laughs) um i walk into the center of the entry room i guess the living room right I look around. Do I notice anything that's disheveled or out of place? So this living room, uh, I'll describe it to you. There are multiple couches in a U shape in the living room, all kind of facing one main chair. You get the sense that maybe she hosted, I mean, she was the mayor, so maybe she hosted people over or something. Um, There's like three couches in a U shape, so it can fit like nine people. So it's not like for the family, right? Nothing seems out of the ordinary there. Like there's some dirty dishes but it just looks lived in. There's no sign of struggle. There's no sign of misdeeds or nefariousness. Is there anything on the walls? Yes, there are photographs on the walls. Um, I guess not photographs. There are uh, drawings on the walls and some sketches and some portraits that people have drawn of her with various people. Looks like some friends and some family throughout the years, a couple where she's a little bit younger, a couple where she's her current age. Uh, There's a drawn city map of remedy on one of the walls yeah it's an old lady's living room okay well good to know uh okay i entered the room to my right so there's uh two bedrooms and a kitchen where do you want to go i want to go to the first bedroom okay the first bedroom you can tell is a guest room it's obvious because it's got those fancy blankets on the bed and fancy towels on a dresser but they all seem dusty and untouched for years Oh, that's it. <laughs> um, it's a it's an old lady guest room. It's it's a it's a small bed with like some some floral blankets on it, a small dresser with some some fancy pink towels, and a chair. How many doilies are in this room? A lot. So I walk in. I do one of those dramatic like you know how in those dramas where like 
the the detective or whoever is like so frustrated and they swipe their arms across the desk and like throw everything <laughs> on the floor and they're like, like in the heat of passion yeah. like you're gonna make out with someone no like like i clear everything off in a panic almost like nothing's working i can't figure it out uh just very melodramatic so i do that to the towels so you knock off the towels and uh one unlit candle and one unlit candle yes does anything happen they fall to the ground shit ouch <laughs> okay there's no there's no grandma guest room trap val Damn. uh goes and gets the the map of remedy off the wall in the living room just so that way now we have a an idea of where the hell we are it's in a glass frame do you hold on to the frame or do you break it and take the map out val very delicately grabs it from the wall and very delicately pulls it away from the wall and by delicately i mean kind of take some of the drywall out with it just a big smash. It's like the, you ever see like a robot bartender, but like not a good one. And it yeah. just makes a hot mess everywhere. No, I haven't. Okay. Well, you should, you should not just in my real on, life. You should go on Google you... and, and just look at that and just find it. On, on, you on want the... some more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Delicate in, in air quotes. So yes, yeah, so there's broken glass everywhere. The wall now has a hole in it. Whoops. Great. Stephanie, what are you doing? Okay. So. Do I remember, is there anything that the mayor had that was, like, like on her person that would have been recognizable? What, did she have, like, a cane or, like, a some sort of amulet, glasses? Is there anything that, would, that I remember about what she was wearing or on her person? Yes, she had a cane with a fancy ivory handle. Oh, that's right. Okay, cool. So I'm going to cast Locate Object, which is a level two spell. Um, Ooh. You name an object familiar to you, and you learn the direction of the object within 1,000 miles, and you can tell if it's moving. Whoa. Can I learn that? Can I learn that? That's sick. How do you know it's this? It's pretty sick. It's like my druid stuff, so... Fuck yeah. Um, okay, okay, no, sorry. See. I'm just really impressed, because I'm like, oh, I have no idea what we're going to do, and you're like, yeah, anyways, can we just do this very smart fucking thing to get us there? <laughs> Sorry, so like, I, I want to um, do that. <laughs> the like asterisk to this is you have to like be familiar with the object, so you have to have seen it up close within like thirty feet at least once. Yeah. Um, so is it locating any cane or this one specific cane? This one specifically because it's very distinct okay. with the ivory handle and all of that. So I'm looking for that one. It's within a thousand feet, or I'm sorry, thousand feet or thousand miles. It's a thousand feet. I thought it was a thousand oh. miles. It's a thousand feet. Um, oh. And I can tell if it's in motion. So you cast this spell. Does it, from your point of view, does it like start glowing from behind like whatever wall it's behind? Or do you get like an arrow above your head, like in a video game telling you where to go? How does it look? She gets a notification on her phone. (laughs) Um, We've already kind of established that I'm a little bit more psychic or like I have like a little bit of telepathy or experience with that. So it's probably, it's probably not like a... uh, a visible moniker, I guess. It's just like something in my brain says this way. And then I'm just like, it's like a, boom. Like a spider sense? Yeah. It's a locate item spider sense. <laughs> Which is appropriate because I was just a spider. That's true. You can do telepathy because you have a circlet on, a magic item right. circlet. Okay. Yeah. I wanted, We didn't make that clear in the previous episodes. I wanted to make sure we, we got that out of the way. So you cast this spell. Your spider sense is very strong immediately. It is nearby, this cane. And you sense it is in the other room that Jared is not in. 
No wonder Jared was so frustrated. I was so close to finding it. You did one thing. I did two things. I went into yeah, two you rooms. You went into one room. <laughs> I went now, into two rooms. you did all the work. Ins- okay, I inspected two rooms. Fair. That's a lot. I guess. That's many. Yeah. It's time for a break. That's half the house. It's 50% That's half of the house. house. That's half a house. Oh, my God. Are you serious? You need 50% of a house search. Yeah. Okay, so I go, uh, I go use my spider sense to find this cane. So you enter the second bedroom. This bedroom is much more lived in. You can tell this is Mabel's actual room. There is a king-size bed that is unmade and some more portraits on the wall. There is also a large square hanging on the wall just above the headboard. You recognize it as featuring the eight symbols belonging to the overgods of this world. Mabel's god square is currently rotated so that the symbol for the overgod of feasts is at the very top, which is not surprising considering that it was harvest time. And her fancy cane with the ivory handle is laying on the floor. And is there any sign of struggle or anybody having been here within the past hour? Uh, well, like I said, the, the bed is unmade. Mm-hmm. It definitely stands out that this woman who obviously very much needed a cane to walk doesn't have it, and that the cane is just laying in the middle of the floor, not propped up against a wall or anything. Okay. I'm going to, like, inspect the cane. It's a normal cane. There's no hidden sword in it. She was not a secret Damn rogue. It. Damn it. Yeah, Damn it. sorry. Okay. Can I do the... Yeah, good try, What's it called? Can anybody do detect magic or anything like that? I can. Okay. I detect magic. I just okay. do it. <laughs> i just do it and then um let's say for this um there's like a gentle wind that emanates from me and just kind of like cool 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 nothing's magic damn it whoa i love love how danny just lets us go on these rants and then just says nope what is um danny what's the um so the god of feast is the over god what's the under god that was famine it's the under god of famine okay well, shit, y'all. I don't. Yeah, so I guess it's game what? over. I guess we can just stop. Now. <laughs> yeah, okay, pack it up. So I walk in the room and I'm like, maybe it's aliens. Um, but we all know that that's not true because <laughs> in this world, who even knows what aliens are? Also, Ancient Aliens is a racist show. So, <laughs> um, what is the Ouch. only room that we didn't check? Is the kitchen? The kitchen. Okay, I say we need to find her because she has our money, and I run to the kitchen. <laughs> Um, and I run to the kitchen. I notice the uh, dirty dishes as previously discussed. Is there anything else in this room of note? The kitchen is small but well stocked. There's a lot of cheeses, a lot of fruits, a lot of veggies, some sealed jugs of water, and some bottles of wine. Perfect. I start slamming open the cupboards. Okay. Just every single cupboard I can see. It's like that paranormal activity scene where she's cooking in paranormal activity two, and all of a sudden all the cupboards fly open. I'm the ghost in this house in this moment <laughs> doing all of these things. So I just start like, slamming doors. Just to doors. be a dick or? Because I'm looking for signs. I need to know where she is because she has our money. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to come into the room at this point and I'm going to be like, um hey like let's maybe if we go to like the town square where everybody was i don't know let's just go let's go over there let's see because like clearly she ain't here so i don't know like maybe we can find something there sure thing and then val runs outside straight towards the center of the town full robot sprint before i leave the room i inspect the floor do i see any loose tiles or Anything of the sort. 
roll an investigation check. <laughs> okay. Okay. Which one do I roll for that? A d20. A d20. Okay. Oh, cool. 15. None of the tiles are loose. It's normal. God damn it. Okay, let's go to the square. <laughs> <laughs> so Val takes off first. Val's already outside the house. Val's you all standing follow? still in the middle of the town square, <laughs> completely by itself. <laughs> so you all start walking out of the house. Ellie is still standing in the doorway. She did not go in and start looking around the room. She's kind of just leaning against the door frame. I almost kind of knocked her over on my way out. <laughs> like, I d and d shoulder-checked her on the way out without even She kind of just lets it. it happen. She's kind of just standing there, rubbing her arm and kind of looking down at the floor. And uh, when she sees Stephanie come out, she looks up and she says, what are we going to do? Well, we have to try to find these people, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously. Uh, yeah. So, I mean. Okay. Gonna... Attitude. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Um, she looks distressed. Uh, okay. I'm going to, like, put my hands on her arms and just be like, hey, it's okay. Like, we're going to figure this out. I mean, we've been in worse jams before, like, truly. Like, it's it's going to be cool. And worst case scenario, if we can't find anybody, whatever, we still have the money or something. Well, you know what? We, we are going to be taking care of. We're not running of... off with the money. We need to find <sighs> out what happened to these I people. Know. They were good people. I know we're gonna we're gonna find the people we just gotta we have nothing right now so like we have to do some okay we have to we have to look for clues and I'm gonna need your help with that because clearly there's nothing around here and we're not really we didn't find anything here so you Ellie you have some of the like most keen sense just amazing sight you can help find clues if you if you want I don't want to tell you what to do, but let's let's find clues. Here, here come follow me. Uh, and I'm going to take her with me to the town square. She follows, but you can tell, like, you kind of need to, like, pull her along. She seems really bummed out. As as uh, it, as you guys are getting closer to Val's location, you can kind of hear sort of off the distance. And as you get closer, it gets louder. Val is just repeating. How can I help you today? 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 <laughs> and then... As Val sees you guys walk up, Val turns and goes, Ouch. All of these sounds just echo into the night. Oh my goodness. So now we're we're in the town square now and there's still nothing around. So uh, I think we said last time they had cleaned up where the skeletons had knocked stuff around, like the vendor stalls and the tables that the skeletons broke. They had cleaned that stuff up. That's all repaired. They hadn't taken down any of the decorations or anything. The banners are still up, but there are just... No people. There's no sign of, like of blood or explosions or anything like that. Are there any sort of like tracks? Like, can we see if like they went from one place to another? Is there like because I'm a nature person, like I know how to yo, I know how to read dirt and like grass and stuff. So like I'm gonna know. I'm just gonna throw that out there. I can make a nature check if you want. I mean, I guess. Are you doing it just in the town square? In the town square, yeah. Like, I want to see because, like, the vibe that I got when we left was everybody was still going to be there waiting for us because they had to, like, make this big giant sacrifice or whatever to the overgod. Not a sacrifice, but yeah. Okay, well, like, (laughs) this this monetary contribution to the overgod of feast, right? Because he's a greedy bastard. So, (laughs) yeah. I, I. 
that's why I wanted to go to the to the town square because I got the feeling they were going to be like fucking up and waiting for us because otherwise they're under the impression that there's going to be famine and all of this for angering that god. So I'm looking for tracks. I'm investigating. I'm trying to figure out where the fuck these people are. Yeah, roll a nature check. Read that dirt. That's a four. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Uh, I have a zero to nature as a druid. I'm so Strange. good, I know. So all that for nothing. There's just I know, a lot that of dirt. big fucking monologue. I know, Danny. I'm so good at this. <laughs> I'll say this. It was a big festival today. You know the town has 500 people in it, and you know there was outsiders, obviously. People had come to town just for this festival. So there were several hundred people in town today all moving back and forth, up and down the main street. So there are a lot of tracks. That tracks. And that's what you see with a four. I feel like... We we're I feel like we're looking in the wrong direction because from seeing the mayor's cane on the floor, it seems kind of odd that that would just be there and not either hung up somewhere or the very fact that she would always have it with her to help her walk. The fact that it's just there on the floor makes me think that everybody disappeared, like poof, disappeared, not left the town. I'm going to throw in another thing that I suggested earlier, aliens. <laughs> it's probably aliens. <laughs> very close. Okay, I do have a question. DM. When we were in the graveyard, mm-hmm. was that a time machine? I don't understand what you mean. <laughs> time, it wouldn't be a time machine because all of the stuff that's in the town is there normally. It's not like it's been aged for 200 years in the ancient ruins or anything. No, but but in my head, I'm wondering if he's trying to Christopher Nolan's tenant us a little bit. I, I think not we've been, it. We've been We've been phased into an alternate dimension, and we're... we're currently in the town but outside of time as my as yes my see that's we're like what halfway thinking. there we're sort of like a we're sort of like a shadow or like yes. a, a blur in the air yes and other people in the town are that are waiting for us stuff but for some reason they can't see us that's my yes theory. we're the bar and you and win the podcast the kids in stranger things <laughs> <laughs> okay so i'm gonna look at everybody and i'm gonna say all right here's what we're gonna do i'm ready are you all ready okay so hello the thank you hello val hello okay sure thing. so what we need to do is um obviously leave because we don't know what happened here and maybe somebody else knows what's going on but before we do i would like to um because we are kind and benevolent people and we will eventually get our pay we'll come back Some, something will happen i i have faith in the world and in you know the the gods whatever but Let's go ahead and make the the contribution to the Overgata Feast on the behalf of the town. Can we do that just before we leave? And then we have that other thing of treasure. Like, that'll that's fine. Like, do I know anything about how the ritual is? Like, with how they give the money to the, the Overgod? So it's not money, uh, and they don't give it to the Overgod. The idea is it's like a white elephant raffle. Because when you all oh. donated gifts, everyone <laughs> donates a gift, and you got a raffle ticket. So... The event is they bring up all the chests onto the stage and start raffling off gifts. So everybody in town gets a gift that somebody else donated. So this uh-huh. uh, act of sharing and giving is supposed to pay tribute to the Overgod. The Overgod of Feast, who gives to people, gives feasts to people. It's their act of that. So it's just a secret Santa? Yeah, it's a, it's a white element gift exchange raffle. Then I retract a lot of what I just said. <laughs> is that possible? <laughs> so before we leave... I'm going to look at you, Eric, and I'm going to, like, in the middle of the square, say, like, hey, check it out, Overgod. 
and then like give you one of the things of treasure and I'm going to do the same thing to Val and Ellie. Well, hang on. That's a lot of stuff. <laughs> so the chests are still on the cart of the horses outside of town when you arrived. You got off the horses and then ran into town. So the chests are over there. They're not in the town square. Do you bring them over then? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Your idea is to reach into these chests and start giving things to people? Mm-hmm. Sweet. I'm trying to... Since obviously nobody's here to do this, and I'm hoping that they just disappeared and somehow they'll come back. Maybe this is how they'll come back. This is my rationale. But like, so I'm just trying to fulfill their commitment to the god with whatever people I have here. So Val, okay. Val is helping out too. So once the gift exchange starts happening, Val reaches down, grabs a gift out of the box, stands up, goes over to Stephanie. Hello. And then hands her the gift and then goes back. And then grabs another thing and then goes over to Jared. Hello. And then hands, hands him something and then go the same for Ellie. <laughs> but Val just continues to do that until everybody has equal piles of treasure around them. <laughs> just one after the other after the other. It's hello, hello, hello. And just on and on and on. And there's no real stopping until there's nothing left in that box. Cool. That's a good idea. So... <laughs> yeah, I think that's a cool idea. That's awesome. <laughs> that was... That was pointed. That was so pointed. Wow. An amazing idea from an amazing Good job. person. Good job, Let's David. move on. You get a star. <laughs> so you all end up with these piles, apparently, of presents at your feet, thanks to Stephanie's idea that Val is now running with, which I think is going to be a, a theme, I'm feeling. <laughs> so most of the items are common household everyday stuff. There's like some candlestick holders. Somebody donated a water skin and a bedroll. I believe that was Val. Those are in there. There's a few things that were made because they were maker stations. So there's there's the picture of the unicorn that Ellie drew, some paintings. Somebody knit a uh, a scarf, all kinds of stuff. Hey, hey, Stephanie, how long does the tech magic last? Um, 10 minutes. You know what? It's fine. It doesn't even matter. 10 minutes? Uh-huh. Perfect. In the pile in front of you, Stephanie, <gasps> you... Get a uh, spider sense that there's a magic item. <gasps> Ooh. You also get the same spider sense in the pile in front of Val and the pile in front of Jared. Whoa. Okay. Um, whatever it is, there's an aura around it, mm-hmm. right? So I'm going to search through my pile first. There is a book that is illuminated in this light. Holy shit. The book is a worn black book. The title of the book is printed in gold on the cover. The title of the book is A Practical Guide to Beekeeping. And what is the School of Magic? I can tell that too. Fuck. Uh... <laughs> so while you're looking that up, in my head, I was really hoping that the book was, you were going to say something like, it is an old copy of The Da Vinci Code and a receipt <laughs> From Borders Books <laughs> or something super silly and like of this world. Sorry. I, in my head, I was like, oh, God. It's a, it's a VHS tape. And on the cover, it says Davinci Code starring Hom Tanks. <laughs> yeah. So it is the school of conjuration. Okay. Then I'm going to go over to Val and I'm going to like, because I think Val is going to be the one that's going to let me look. And I'm going to say like, hey, Val, there's something in here that's really special. And I'm going to find it and pull it out for them. Oh, dear. No, thank you. And then a, a Val hand goes forward to stop you from taking Val's gifts because there's Val's gifts. Oh, dear. I'm no, not taking oh anything. No, I just you. want to show you the thing that is extra special. 
I'm not taking anything from you, but there's something cool in here, and I'm going to like point to the thing that's glowing. And then Val silently looks down, looks back up at you, looks down, looks back up at you. Sure thing. And then Val takes a step back and, and gestures a hand to like, go ahead. Okay, I grab the thing for Val. It is a plush doll with a pull string on the back. The doll is of a cowboy wearing red pants, a blue shirt, a cowboy hat, and brown cowboy boots. And what kind of magic? Enchantment. Ooh. Call me Ella. The shirt that the doll is wearing says Chuckle Buck. Chuckle fuck? What the fuck? Chuckle Buck. A buck. Buck. That's a weird, okay. that's, a, that's a naughty word to have on a kid's toy. I'm going to give that to Val, and I'm going to say, here, Val, this has some sort of special magic on it. It's, like, enchanted. You're going to want to hold on to this specifically. Val grabs the doll, the previously mentioned front compartment on Val's chassis, goes, and flanks open, and then Val comically chucks the doll, like, with a lot of force, so that kind of slams at the back wall of this compartment inside Val, and then, (laughs) Hello. And I just want to do like a general life update um, outside of the pod for myself. I will be start referring to my butt as chassis from now on. Um, <laughs> it's been officially decreed in my own personal life that that is uh, how I will be referring to my own ass is chassis. So um, fun fact about me in you my chaps life. on the chassis? Uh, I mean, at times. They won't be okay. worn at all times, but okay. occasionally. <laughs> cool. So I'm going to, I go over to Jared's and his pile and I say, hey, dude, uh, my my magic sense is tingling, I guess. And there's like a, there's a special thing in here. Can you see it? Like rummage around. It, there should be something glowing. I'm not going to take it. Uh, okay. And I just start digging through until I see a glowing object. What object am I seeing? It's a plain looking brown journal with blank covers and Ugh. blank pages. I get the plain looking thing. What uh, kind of magic? God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I have asked this literally for each one. So is there? Okay. I do have a question while you're looking this up. Are there any citrus trees, i.e. lemon nearby? Yeah. Do you think Val has a hairdryer function as part of Val's machinery? Or a working oven. Or a working oven potentially too. I'm asking you as a DM, Danny. Does Val, as a robot, have a way to heat paper that has lemon juice rubbed on it? What is this for? <laughs> well, it's a blank journal. I want to know if there's hidden words. Oh. He's doing a joke. He's doing a thing. We're, do- we're oh, doing okay. a national treasure it, moment. It's a declaration of independence. Oh, okay. The school of magic is illusion. Okay. So I'm going to tell you. There's illusory magic, like, in this thing. So, like, I don't know what it is or what it does, but I just know it's got some illusory shit on it. These words are hidden. They're hiding something. Wait, did Ellie get a magical gift? Nothing in Ellie's pile is magical. Oh. I, I Val realizes that nothing special happened for Ellie, so then Val takes the doll back out of its compartment and goes over to Ellie and gestures... Hello, hello, hello. And then hands Ellie the plush doll. Oh. That's a second act of gift giving. So Ellie was kind of going through her pile, not super like digging around for like, oh, I want this. She was kind of just looking through what it was. She pulls out like a drawing that a child obviously made and she looks at it for a minute, 
kind of sighs and puts it down. And then Val walks over with the Chucklebuck doll, and you just kind of hand it to her? With the, with the, in the same fashion that uh, Val was handing out all the gifts before. She takes it, and she kind of smiles at you, and she goes, hey, thanks. And she pulls the string on this cowboy doll. And you hear the voice inside the doll say, how does a penguin build its house? It glues it together. Wait. Hold on. Give her a second. That's, that's pretty. I get it. Nobody gets it? I don't get, I get it. it. No. It glues it, it together. It together. Oh, oh. Okay. I thought Got those it. were all separate. Damn. Okay. Good job. <laughs> Val, uh-huh. make a wisdom saving throw. That's a total of 18. Nothing happens. Okay. Whoa. I look at Val. And I say, like, that was really kind of you. And then I go over to Ellie to kind of, like, look at her new item. It was kind of funny, I guess. I jump in. I interject. I say, pull it again. Uh, okay. And she pulls it again. And as the string retracts back into the doll, the doll says, did you hear the rumor about butter? Well, I'm not going to spread it. Does it glow harder? It glows harder, and now Jared oh. has to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, fuck yeah. Okay. <laughs> Do I, is it a d20? Mm-hmm. I have no modifier, and I rolled a 15. You fall to the ground <gasps> in a fit of uproarious, unstoppable laughter. This joke is the funniest thing you have ever heard in your entire life. You are laughing so hard that you are incapable of standing up. Oh my goodness! Stuck oh, this on is the so ground. funny. My feet hurt. Oh. Ouch! Oh, 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 oh shit! <laughs> this fucking hurts. Oh god! Oh my goodness! It's oh too dear! Much. No, thank you. Bring <laughs> <laughs> <Make> it stop! <laughs> oh no! Do I keep laughing? I just keep laughing. Yeah, keep going. <laughs> oh god! Damn this it. is the podcast now. It lasts for one full minute. Okay, fifty seconds later. Wow, guys, <laughs> that was... <laughs> what a journey we uh, just went on. What a journey. That was a lot. Okay, so I got uh, spelled. <laughs> That's crazy. Pull it again. Let's pull it again. Oh, dear. No, thank <laughs> you. Ellie says, I don't know if we should do it again if it like knocked you on the ground like that. Pull it again, but like direct it to him. He's asking for it. Like You can literally. direct it at me. I don't care. <laughs> She says, um, oh, okay, if, if you, that's, that's what you want. She kind of holds it up to you, Jared, and pulls it again. And the Chucklebuck doll says, why can't you hear a psychiatrist using the bathroom? Because the pee is silent. Do I piss myself? You have to do a wisdom <laughs> save. Again. <goes>. Okay. <laughs> can, we, can, I do, um, can I do an investigation to see if the words dadjokes.com is imprinted on the boot of this doll? You cannot do that in my browser history. I'll tell you that much. Okay. Um, okay, so I rolled a 10 with no modifier. Hey, you fall to the ground again in a fit of uproarious, uncontrollable, <laughs> incapacitating laughter. Not again! <laughs> oh, my good- oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Fuck! Okay. For 60 full calendar seconds. Oh, fantastic. Uh, 57 seconds later... Stephanie wow, is loving God. this, by the way, and she's trying to get Ellie to like be like, "Oh my God, this is so ridiculous!" Like, trying to cheer her up. Val grabs the doll out of Ellie's hands and shakes it to think that it's broken, 
mm-hmm. and then opens up the compartment on the front of Val and just violently chucks it back into Val's chassis and then the compartment closes. Like, we're done with this now. I reach for my boring, plain, forever underwhelming notebook gift that I received. Okay. Uh, and I open it to see if anything has changed about the object. No words have appeared. Nothing has changed. Although when you open it to the exact center, there is like a small, the size of like a quarter shaped little slot in the like where the spine of the book is. Okay, let's give it a shot. So I have 20 bone coins. I take a bone coin from my purse and I say, will this fit into the book? And I try it. Does it fit? It's a little bit bigger than the slot, so it doesn't really go in that well. But as you get it close to the slot, somehow the coin feels smaller in your hand. Oh, fuck yeah. Here we go. Okay. I leave leave the, the bone coin in the slot and I shut the book. It shuts as if nothing was there. And I open the book again. Is my coin still there? You see it kind of emerge up from the slot as you open the book to that page. I guess since everybody's doing it, I'm going to look at my my thing too. It's a book about beekeeping and how to do it well. Sick. What, uh-huh. <laughs> what do you what do you do with it, Jessica? I'm going to read the first couple pages out or the first like paragraph out loud to to Ellie and be like Let's see how accurate this is. Um, I know a thing or two about bees, so... The first paragraph of the book says, When it comes to keeping honeybees, there's a lot of contradictory advice. There's an old saying that if you ask 100 beekeepers a question, you'll get 101 answers. A longtime beekeeper even told me that honeybees could not survive off of honey, so I'm not sure why they're making so much of this stuff. I don't know why the book has a voice. The book doesn't have a voice. I I was going to say, you sound like Winnie the Pooh's brother... I guess it would be Stephanie reading it out loud. Being the poo? It's just a book about beekeeping. Does anyone have a spell that can identify magic items? No. Oh, okay. So then I'm going to I'm going to look at everybody and I'm going to say like, "Okay, guys, we did technically just do the exchange for them, so they're good with their god uh or with uh the over god of feast." And now um, they did also offer us, um, like, we do have free room and board here. And so we have fulfilled our end of the contract. I feel like we need to just, we need to take a minute, rest, and then let's figure this out in the morning with like, with a clear head. Does that like, sure thing. I mean, sure I'm thing. tired and I don't, I don't know what to do. So I'm just going to, I'm going to do what I do when that happens. And I'm just going to go to bed. Sure thing. That sounds good. I feel like that's smart. Hey everybody, how's it going? This is Danny, the DM, or sometimes GM, or CMA Award winner for Best Country New Artist. That's me. You'll see me win that in 2022. Don't even worry. The fuck am I talking about? Okay, anyways, thank you for listening to Quest Friends Forever. We hope you are enjoying the show so far. You can find us on all the social media platforms, including Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, is YouTube one? I don't know. But we're on that too. We're also on every major podcast platform, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, all those, which of course you know because, hey, you're listening to this right now. 
If you are enjoying what you're hearing and maybe feeling a little bit generous, maybe you want to head over to Apple and leave us some kind of five-star review, maybe, possibly. Is that something? Maybe. That would help us a lot and help our podcast get seen by more people or, I guess, heard by more people. So if you're into it, maybe that'd be cool. As a reminder, we are also part of the Nostalgia family of podcasts, which include other podcasts such as Nostalgia, which stars Jessica Tercero and Eric Lefebvre, who play Stephanie and Jared on this podcast. On that same network, there's also the Lousy Advice podcast, also featuring Eric Lefebvre from our podcast and his band Lousy Advice. It's a lot of fun. All our podcasts are pretty fun. You should check them all out. Listen to them. There's going to be a commercial for one at the end of this episode. You should stick around. Anyway, I've been talking far too much. Let's get back to the episode and figure out what is going on around here. Jared, you have a place here, don't you? Because you were living here or staying here at least, or were you staying at like the inn? I yeah, so I don't have a place here. Uh, I, mean, I was staying at the, the inn. If the town's empty, can we just take a pick and just? Go Literally, I was gonna say let's sleep in the governor's house. She's got two rooms. She does have two rooms. Does Val need a room? I don't think Val needs a room. Does Val need a room? No, Val, Val can chill in the fridge. It's <laughs> true. Val will stand outside the front door as if to take the first watch. Even though that's not even really necessary at this point, and nobody has discussed if anybody's going to stay up to have a watch. But Val is just going to stand sentry to the side of the front door of the mayor's house. But then at the same time, Val is also going to power down for four hours. So we go to the house and we go to sleep. So everyone, heal up and get all your spell slots back. Yay! So everyone's fully rested. We'll flash forward four hours, because that's when the elves can wake up, and that's when the robot can wake up. The human, Jared, is still completely asleep for four more hours. Val, you are, as you repower up, standing in front of the mayor's house, Mayor Mabel's house. And you hear the, the, the Mac chime, the same yeah. thing that Wally does. We won't because we'll get sued. Um, <laughs> the wind is blowing a little bit, not too strong, but a little bit. And it, it blows two or three of your club flyers that you brought to town. They're just blowing around in the street and it blows them and they get caught against your legs. I have, I'm, uh, what do you call it? Legs? Oh, what's it? No, what's the, <laughs> uh, what's the Star Trek term that people who have legs and arms and can walk? Space legs. Humanoid. Bi- biped. Humanoid. I, yeah. Sure. Bi- yeah, bi- bi- I'm bipedal. Okay. So your flyers get blown and stuck against your bipedal legs. Hello. Do you leave them there? Do you pick them up? What do you do? Do I notice? Yeah. It's I don't have, trash I don't blowing have against your legs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think okay. we're right now trying to solve the mystery of does Val in fact have a nervous system? Can Val feel we established this? We're that they having have legs. A, a much deeper conversation about uh, artificial intelligence. So I mean, Uh-oh. we're just real there seems smart, to be y'all. Some trouble with the protocol. Just a sec. Val has to run a diagnostic protocol, and then uh, the results of the diagnostic protocol is yes, in fact, Val knows that there is trash stuck to val's legs great so so after after standing there for probably a good solid four minutes just completely silent but you can hear sort of like clicks and transistors clicking and and like it's a computer from the 40s and then it stops and then you hear the mac boot sound again but we don't and then hello uh, val (laughs) says to the trash (laughs) on its legs val bends down and grabs one of the flyers and reads it, yeah, and the flyer now says... The same thing it said the whole time. What the fuck? <laughs> it reminds you 
that you are here on assignment. You just wrote a three-act play about picking up a piece of paper. (laughs) (laughs) The flyer reminds Val that Val is here on assignment, that Val was sent here by somebody to pass out these flyers, somebody that is expecting them back at some point. And the flyer is again for the discotheque, T-E-C-H, club in the nearby city of Waystar. So Val bounces slightly as if, like, if you, if you, a robot can go, oh yeah, just by movement, that's what Val does. So then Val runs back into the mayor's house. Okay, stop there. And, okay. Okay, so you run in the house. While this is happening simultaneously, Stephanie and Ellie are awake. They're staying in the actual mayor's room. Jared is in the guest room, sorry. Wow. Did Jared have to clean up his mess first before he went to bed? Like, there's just a bunch of shit on the floor now. He's very passionate about trying to find a clue. Okay. So, Stephanie, you wake up and Ellie is already awake. And kind of just kind of sitting on the bed with her head in her hands. Hey, what's going on? Where do you think everybody is? Honestly, I have no idea. But we will find them. We'll figure it out, okay? Like, I, I won't just forget about this. Like, maybe we'll talk to the town like next door see if if they were affected if they noticed anything but we'll find them there has to be a reason there's always a reason behind things that happen and this seems intentional this doesn't seem like an accident um but somebody somewhere has to know something and we'll find it and i like i know that she has like her her hand on her face and she's just like looking down but I sit on the bed cross-legged and I grab her hands and I like make her look at me as intently as I did when I did the protection of evil spell. But I like make her look at me intently and I say like, hey, we're going to figure it out and we're going to do it together. We've been able like look at all of the stuff we've been able to do together. This is just one more thing. We've got this. OK, these people are depending on us. She nods. You're, you're right. We'll, we'll figure it out. I just... I just feel so bad. They were so nice. And I, I, I need, we need to do this. We need to figure this out. Also, if anybody can do it, you and your optimism and your positivity can, because like you are the person that no matter what happens, no matter how bad things get, you always see the glimmer of hope. You know, I need you to bring that. Well, I, I do my best with that. But I mean, we all know that you're the one that gets stuff done, though. You're the hero here. Okay, Disney just bought the pilot. I know, right? Oh, my God. (laughs) She turns her gaze away, and she turns and she looks at the God Square above Maple's bed. Should we go to the Pantheon? You all would know that the Pantheon is a shrine in the dead center of the continent, or the country of Constance. It is basically fantasy Vatican City. Except if the Vatican City, there were 16 gods instead of one. Except if God was real. Right. Um, there are shrines to every single god, the over gods and the under gods even have shrines there for the sake of balance. And it has been rumored, some people have stories, some people believe them, some people don't, that you might be able to summon a god if you do something there. Where is it? The dead center of the continent of Constance which you know you are several, several days journey away from. I'm going to look at her and be like, (laughs) that is a super great idea. I know it's far, but 
if this is something to do with the god, they were so worried about the over god of feast and if we could just talk to the god maybe and ask for them back or find out what happened, maybe they would know. I don't know. I, it's kind of the only lead I got. I say, let's go. Let's do this. Let's go. I'm going to go make us some breakfast. And um, do you think, uh, like, I'm sure Jared will eat whatever, but like, do you think Val eats anything? Okay. And I start to walk out of the room. At like, that exact moment, Val, you As you out. stand up from the bed to go towards the door, Val violently kicks the door open and it comes <laughs> swinging open and slams against the, the wall next to it. And Val's hand is as far outreached as its tiny little mechanical body allows. Just hello, 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 hello. Okay, I'll and grab then, it. And you grab it. And, and, and the hand is outstretched with the flyer. Cool. Let's, uh, greetings. are you, greetings. do you eat greetings. Val? Gre- greetings. Do you need, like, greetings. I am a very greetings. I am a very Alpha Psionic Altonian Luxotransceiver okay. okay, cool. unit, okay. model number XFCED001. But you can call me Val for short. It's great to meet you. So Val, you hand the flyer to Stephanie. Uh, like Stephanie kind of takes it, and then before, like Val notices she's going to read it, right? So it's like you have a piece of paper in your hand, you sort of hold it up at the right angles, and you look at it. And as she's doing that, it's very difficult for her to actually read it because Val is just constantly pointing and and gesturing at the paper, like as if to say, "Read this, read this." But you can't because there's a stupid little robot who just keeps hammering away at this piece of paper. I'm going to I'm going to like look at Val and I'm going to like kind of put my arm on their little shoulder and be like let me read it. I I'm I'm going to check this out. Let's see. It, do you want to go here? Hello. 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 Okay. Okay. Stephanie, you recognize the city of Waystar where Discotech is as being one of the nearest towns to Remedy where you currently are. This sounds perfect. We can stop there on the way to the Pantheon. Sure thing. While this conversation is happening, Jared is asleep in the guest room, where there are now towels and an unlit candle on the floor, I think he said, <laughs> from his moment of detective passion. In deep sleep, Jared is having a dream. <gasps> so, Jared, you are dreaming that you are currently standing in, it looks like, the hallway of a castle. And in Ooh. front of you is a huge pair of double doors that are made of wood and 20 feet high. Okay, hot. What does dream Jared do? I I open the doors. You push open these two huge double wide doors to find yourself in a huge enormous underground cavern with okay, rivers of lava flowing on the ground and a massive black dragon in front of you waiting. Oh shit. Oh, sick. Does the dragon notice me? It is staring directly at you. Oh shit. How far away? 50 feet. Oh. Okay, I I'm going to dream, so I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. I can't get hurt. I'm going to approach the dragon. And as I'm approaching, I yell the words, fuck you, dragon. I'll do what I want. Because <laughs> I can do whatever. I mean, it's a dream dragon. The dragon growls in response. It opens its mouth, and you see like a like a plume of flame come out, like a like a warning shot. Not, a, not blasting at you, but like a, hey, I can breathe fire, motherfucker, kind of situation. Yeah. And it holds its wings up as if it's going to launch into the air but doesn't move yet. Oh, do I notice anything out of the ordinary with this dragon? Is there like a key in its mouth? Oh my God, is that a key in its mouth? You know what? Its teeth are keys. You just (gasps) noticed. Okay, piano keys or key keys? Key keys. Keys to unlock things. Keys. 
Although the cool, other one would be cool, very, cool. very funny. Okay. You well, look shit, down, and you notice you are in a full suit of armor, as if some kind of knight or hero. Okay, roundtable pizza vibes. Love. <laughs> Sponsor us, please. Yeah. And instead of a sword on your belt, there is the plain book that you found just earlier that night in real life. Fuck yeah. I'm in my dream, so I jump like 60 feet in the air towards Hell the yeah. dragon's face. Hell yeah. I jump with my my gravity boost because it's a dream. Hell yeah. And I I snag a key out of the dragon's mouth. It roars in pain and takes a swipe at you as you are falling down and connects and knocks you across the room with the violent force because it's so strong. And you clang very loudly against the wall in your suit of armor, but you are not hurt because it's a dream and it's wild. Perfect. I then... Uh, valiantly hold the key up. I throw open this diary to the (laughs) middle page. As you throw open this diary to that middle page, coming up from the hole is the handle of a sword. Oh, okay. I pull out the sword. You remove the sword. It is a full-sized sword. It's a long sword that doesn't have any business fitting inside this book, but it seems like the book made it smaller to conceal. So now you are holding a giant long sword in your hand oh okay obsessed this is a never-ending purse moment i'm realizing behind the dragon you also see a giant treasure chest like we're talking the size of like a building okay i put the i put the book in my uh suit of armor pocket and i charge the (laughs) dragon with my sword the dragon again postures in a aggressive way and throws its wings up and breathes a cone of fire at you that bounces off your suit, your suit of armor, reflects off. You charge right through the fire. You stab your sword into the dragon's heart. The dragon yes, screams do. in pain and explodes into gold coins. And gold coins are now raining down in this room. Perfect. Perfect dream. Perfect dream. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now it's just you and the giant treasure chest in the room. There are stairs leading up to the top of the chest. That's how big it is. I don't use the stairs. I leap. I leap to the top of that staircase. In slow motion? And I plunge the key into the treasure chest the top pops open okay there is just tons and tons and tons of gold in there as well as on the very top there are mabel's cane and there is a halfling man that looked kind of dazed not asleep but like dazed like he kind of shields his eyes from the light when you open it and he looks right at you and says you're not the right person and then you wake up when val enters your room in real life Oh damn. Okay, what what does this what does this halfling look like? He is halfling size, so he's like three seven, three eight. He okay. was wearing a plain brown tunic. He had dark circles under his eyes. Uh, his hair was messy and unwashed, and his face was also kind of dirty. He was just kind of disheveled, like he was not having a great day. And now you're awake in real life. So just as that happens, uh, is when Val does the kick the door in so hard that it slams hard against the wall next to it. Hello, 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 hello. And the other flyer that was the piece of trash stuck on Val's legs is now presented in a very, very enthusiastic form right in front of Jared's face. I kick the covers off of the bed in a panic and I scream the equivalent of what would be a Jesus Christ expletive, but of an 
under or over God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fire and lies. Oh, shit, blood God. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) As I wake up. Uh, And then... I run. I grab the flyer from Val. I look at it. Do I notice the halfling on the flyer? Is the halfling present on the flyer? No. The flyer is for discotheque. It has some little robots on it and people dancing, like a dot matrix printer, people dancing, I believe is how it was described. And Got it. Okay. the name discotheque and the name of the city, Waystar, at the bottom. Okay. I grab the flyer. I run to the kitchen where everyone else is. I say, I had a dream. I know exactly what happens. I know what this fucking book does. I put the book on the ground and I step into it. <laughs> I ask, I ask Stephanie to close the pages around my feet. Amazing. So you stand on this little hole in the center of this book. Yes, I do. And Stephanie starts to turn the cover closed. Okay. As, at the same ratio of her closing it. You get smaller and smaller and smaller and shrink down. Fuck yeah. Until the book completely closes as if nothing was inside of it. And you are now in just a black, empty void, Jared. There's nothing in there? You're just inside the book Uh, now. It holds things. The book holds things. That's all it does? But it's a book, so it's like discreet. So if you wanted to maybe have a sword to sneak in somewhere, you could like, no, I just have my book. I'm not bringing a weapon into your place. Oh, got it. Okay, I kick my way out of that book page master style. I am now back in the kitchen, right? I don't know, can you do that? Do I I feel like I just need to I need to let you out of there, right? So like I close oh. the book and I'm like that's chill. <laughs> yes. So when the book reopens, you regrow to full size and you are standing in the center of the book again. Perfect. I tell the group, I'm like, "Hey, I just had the craziest dream." I figured out what this book does, Oz, even though we probably already knew what it did, and I'm just silly and ignorant. Secondly, there was somebody in my dream who recognized me, and I don't know who it is. It is a halfling, bag, baggy eyes, disheveled hair. Um, I think we need to go find this person, whoever they are. And then I grab the flyer. I recognize the nearby town, and I say, we have to go to this town. So Stephanie says, hey, that's perfect because um, clearly Val wants to go there. But also um, Ellie had this really great idea that we should go to the Pantheon to see because like, okay, we've heard stuff where like you might be able to like summon gods or whatever. But then we could like figure out maybe what happened here because I don't. Okay, I'm going to be honest. I don't really feel good about this experience here and i would like to figure out what's happening so i mean it's on the way let's do it i'm let's find a halfling dude yeah ellie is now holding the flyer that stephanie had and she looks at the flyer and she looks over at val and she goes well i guess we're gonna take you home let's get this party started This podcast has been brought to you by the Nostalgia Network. Visit thenostalgianetwork.com for more. Don't you hate when you're watching one of your favorite movies and think, whoa, that didn't age well? Or when you see a reboot of your childhood fave and think, did we really need this? Honestly, same. same. 
That's why we started the Nostalgia Podcast. A podcast where we discuss the retelling or continuation of pop culture favorites as seen through a queer and feminist lens. That's Jessica Tercero. And that's Eric Lefebvre. Come join us for our bi-weekly conversations about pop culture reboots centered around things like the patriarchy, systemic racism, harmful stereotypes and overgeneralizations, and really just distinguishing when people just need to sit this one out. Listen in on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or anywhere you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or YouTube. That's Nostalgia, spelled N-O-T-S-T-A-L-G-I-A. Get it? Not-stalgia. Like nostalgia, but with an extra T, so it's like not-stalgia. <laughs> follow us for fun, critical conversations about media. And remember, stay cute. And stay critical. Bye! Bye.